स्टोरीज फ्रॉम उपनिषद्स रिटोल्ड बाय अर्घ्य एंड जीनिया गोस्वामी हेलो माय डियर लिसनर्स होप यू आर ऑल एंजॉइंग याग्नवलकर्स डिबेट्स इन द कोर्ट रूम ऑफ किंग जनक We heard how he defeated Ashwala and Arthabhaga in part one, then silenced Bhujiu, Usasta, and Kahola in part two. Part three is an important episode as it perhaps describes one of the most celebrated debates in the history of Upanishads. Brihadaranyaka Upanishad has recorded this glorious and engaging debate beautifully. This part. celebrates our ancient india's one of the greatest rishika and women scholar gargi vachaknavi so i welcome you all to a great episode in which we will listen to the debates of gargi and yagnavalka and how he stood his ground with his responses now i take you all to the court room where king janaka's symposium was taking place The symposium was filled with learned men and women debating on the Brahman. During the debate, Kahola lost to Yagyavalka, and after his defeat, he sat down at his place. Yagyavalka looked at the members of symposium. They all were awestruck and wondered how could he defeat such great scholars one after another. His vision and philosophy on Brahman was astonishing. Yagyavalka smiled and joined his hands and was about to take leave when he was interrupted by Gargi Vachaknavi. She stood up and greeted Yagyavalka with folded hands. Yagyavalka was quite surprised to see a woman challenging him as He never expected to be challenged by a woman. He greeted her back and walked towards her. Kargi asked him, "Yagyavalkya, as you explained to Kahola and Osasta that all is pervaded by water. Then tell me, who pervades water?" Yagyavalkya smiled and replied, "O oh, Kargi, my salutations to you." for asking such an interesting question i think water is pervaded by air here in this question gargi had asked about the five elements or panchabhuta prithvi or earth is the first element of panchabhuta which is pervaded by apas which is water water is pervaded by agni or fire agni is pervaded by vayu or air and vayu is pervaded by akasha or space or cosmos yagnavalka was well versed in these hierarchical connections of these five elements he very well knew that earth was pervaded by water he knew about kham vayur jyoti rapah prithvi vishvasya dharini which means universe is born or supported by kham that is space vayu that is air jyoti that is fire apah that is water and prithvi that is earth these elements reconnect us with the nature outside of us 
and help us to connect to our inner self. Also, it is important to understand that Kargi had a presumption that every effect is impregnated by its cause, just like the threads woven in a cloth. Lengthwise, which is called warp, and breadthwise, which is called woof. The limited by the unlimited, and the gross by the subtle. For an example, a clay pot, which is an effect pervaded by its cause, that is, clay. That means only because of clay, the clay pot was formed. Similarly, in the hierarchy of Panchabhuta, the earth is an effect which is pervaded by its cause, which is water. Water, which is an effect, is pervaded by its cause, which is fire. The fire, which is the effect, which is pervaded by its cause, the air. The air, which is an effect, is pervaded by its cause, which is the space. The space is causeless and infinite. The space doesn't have any beginning or end. It is limitless, boundaryless, and infinite. Friends, don't you think this concept is actually a combination of various theories such as the Big Bang, origin of Earth, and other related theories on how Earth was formed? A Belgian priest named Georges Lemaitre first suggested the Big Bang Theory in 1920s when he theorized that universe began from a single primordial atom. As per Scientific American, the Hubble's law point to a Big Bang. Seven billion years ago, an article in the National Geographic states that in the first 10 to the power minus 43 seconds of its existence, the universe was very compact, less than a million billion, billionth the size of a single atom. Then it went through cosmic inflation and after the inflation, as the time passed, the matter cooled. Diverse kind of particles began to form and eventually they condensed to form the stars and galaxies, including our Earth. By the time the universe was billionth of a second old, the universe had cooled down. The universe's fundamental particles were formed but still very hot and these particles condense until 180 million years after the Big Bang it took for gravity to gather clouds of hydrogen and form stars. The hydrogen helped the stars to get ignited. Our sun was born in this manner. The earth along with other planets is believed to be born 4.5 billion years ago as the solidified cloud of dust and gases left over from the creation of the star named the sun. Due to the radioactive decay gradually the earth heated. The iron and silicates formed the core of the earth over the period of many thousands of years. 
The earth's surface was like a bubbling, exploding volcanoes and flowing red-hot lava. As the earth's core became stable, the water in the rocks and particles formed steam and came out of volcanoes as giant clouds that cooled and rained. Some water also came from comets as they crashed and melted. They produced some more water. As the Earth's temperature cooled down further, the gases and vapors condensed to form water droplets and started to rain. The rain fell for centuries and water bodies such as oceans were formed and the Earth was covered in water. From the water only, few volcanic peaks were exposed due to movement of tectonic plates and volcanic activities rocks were formed. Thus, Earth was formed. Now, don't we find it similar to the cause and effect theory of Panchabhuta as mentioned in the Upanishads? The Akasha, the space, is the cause of Vayu or air in this context. The mixture of gases such as hydrogen and oxygen. These gases aided to ignite the stars and fire or Agni was formed. So, Air was a cause for fire. Due to fire, heat was generated and resulted in formation of water vapors and finally it fell down as rain to form water. Fire was a cause of water and due to earthquakes and tectonic shifts of plates underwater, the rocks emerged and land masses were formed. That means Earth was formed. So water becomes the cause of Earth. Interesting, isn't it? However, in his response, Yagyavalkar said that water is prevented by air instead of fire. It would be objectionable response. However, he clarified that fire cannot be independently manifested like other elements as it must take help of other elements such as water and earth as fire requires air or gases such as oxygen and hydrogen to lit so air becomes its cause. So he replied it as air rather than fire. Now continuing our story further. Kargi without wasting any moment asked him her next question. What is air pervaded by Yagyavalkya? Based on the hierarchical connections of Panchabhuta, Yagyavalkya immediately replied, Air is pervaded by space or Antariksha, O Gargi. Gargi smiled, as she knew that was straight response to a direct question. Then she asked, O scholar, what pervades space or Antariksha? This was a tricky question. Yagnavalka closed his eyes and thought for a while. With extreme calmness, he replied, Antariksha is pervaded by the world of Gandharvas. In modern scientific context, the world of Gandharvas can be related to the cosmic dance of our solar system and how it was formed from the residue of sun. Kargi immediately asked, Then tell me, what is the world of Gandharvas pervaded by? 
Yagnavalka replied, By sun. First the stars were formed. Our sun is a star which was born first. From the remains and residue of the sun, the solar system was born. So, sun was the cause of the formation of solar system. Kargi asked again, By what is sun pervaded by? Yagnavalka firmly replied, By moon. As per Apollo mission's giant impact theory, it is a widely accepted theory of formation of the moon. Before the earth or moon, there was proto-earth and Thea. And eventually these two bodies collided. Due to this massive impact, nearly all of the proto-earth and Thea melted and reformed as one body with a small part a new mass spinning off to become a moon. Kargi continued. Then, by what is moon pervaded? Yagavalka continued his response. By stars. It is well-known fact that after Big Bang, stars were first formed. What pervades the star, O scholar Yagavalka? asked Kargi. By the world of gods, replied Yagavalka. The gods in Indian Vedic texts were mostly elements such as Varuna or water, Agni or fire. They were basic building blocks of the universe. Karki asked again, What is world of gods pervaded by? Yagavalka immediately replied, By the world of Indra. As per Vedic text, Indra was the king of gods. So Yagavalka said that world of gods were pervaded by the world of Indra. Gargi continued her barrage of questions. She asked, What pervades the world of Indra? Yagavalka replied, By the world of Viraj. Friends, Viraj is one of the twelve manifestations of Brahman. It is the sum of all manifestation emerges from Hiranyagarbha or golden cosmic egg. Viraj is the ego sense or the body sense of Hiranyagarbha and ruler of all material manifestations. The Upanishad state that in the beginning of each creation, Hiranyagarbha mixes five great elements, namely space, air, fire, water and earth in the same order to project Viraj, the universal body. The elements first appear in the subtle forms and later in the gross forms and then he mixes them in different proportions to create the diversity consisting of millions of macrocosms, 14 worlds specific to each macrocosm and globular gross bodies fit for each world. All that is called Viraj, beingness or the universal body of the Lord. Viraj is materialized form of Ishwara Brahman who contains Hiranyagarbha as his cosmic soul. Kargi smiled and asked again, What pervades the world of Viraja? Yagavalka replied, By the world of Hiranyagarbha. Hiranyagarbha is the golden cosmic egg, perhaps the single primordial atom as stated in the Big Bang theory. In Vedic terms, it merges out of Ishwara as the projection or expansion into the quality of Rajas. He is the cosmic self who represents Ishwara's creative potency and soul consciousness. Vedas depict Hiranyagarbha as Brahma, the god of creation.
all worlds and beings are either his children or projections just similar to what explained in the big bang theory then gargi asked by what is the world of hiranyagarbha pervaded yagyavalka stopped gargi immediately and said stop don't ask too many questions else your head will fall off you are questioning about something that should not be reasoned about these series of questions and answers between the two ancient indian scholars revolved about the elements composing the universe to understand these texts further we must know that the implication is that the cause and the subtle and unlimited is woven like a warp and woof of a cloth in the effect the gross and the limited and that cause always pervades the effects however this cannot be extended to everything as a point will come where there is no other cause that point is causeless as it is only cause of the entire universe is brahman and which is the source of all we still don't know what created the primordial single atom which caused the big bang that primordial single atom is causeless so hiranyagarbha is also causeless hence gargi's question asked the effect which was provided by some cause till the point we come to the self which is within all all objects below the self consist of panchabhuta self is the only truth of truth the truth is panchabhuta or five elements and truth of truth is the supreme self or brahman which is within all the cause of hiranyagarbha cannot be determined by logic it's beyond any reasoning the brahman is the cause of everything since gargi was pushing yagyavalka to know the cause of the supreme cause yagyavalka stopped her and warned her as it was causeless friends as a matter of fact gargi's debate is mentioned across two sections of chapter 3 of brihadaranyaka upanishad in section 6 gargi was told to be quiet after she inquired about the causes of brahman then udalaka challenged yagyavalka in section 7 of chapter 3 gargi challenged him again in section 8 for this podcast we will keep it more convenient and we have decided to club these debates between gargi and yagyavalka featured in sections 6 and 8 into 1 so that it becomes more understandable all scholars and learned men and women in the symposium were frustrated as they were unable to defeat yagyavalka in debate on brahman udalaka's defeat had brought in an atmosphere of agreement that yagyavalka is the rightful owner of the cows and gold coins suddenly kargi got up again everyone in the symposium looked at her she greeted yagyavalka and announced i kargi daughter of vachak navi seek permission from all the scholars and brahmins in the room to ask yagyavalka two questions if he answers them satisfactorily then none of you can ever beat him in describing brahman
hearing such bold statements from a rishika was quite surprising for the learned men in the courtroom they felt bit ashamed and a bit insulted however they were all helpless as many of them have failed to defeat yagyavalkya in the debate on brahman they all agreed and permitted her then she turned towards yagyavalkya and said to him just like a warrior from kashi or videha who would string an unstrung bow along with two arrows which when shot at the enemy can bestow terrible painful blows similarly i stand in front of you o great scholar yagyavalkya with two questions which are as sharp as those two arrows if you are the knower of brahman then you must answer me curious yagyavalkya said ask o gargi gargi was glad to receive the great scholar's permission she asked yagyavalkya by what is that pervaded which is above the heaven and below the earth which is that which is in between heaven and earth and which they say was in the past is in the present and will be in the future what gargi's question means was what is that which is above the heaven which is the upper half of the cosmic shell and below the earth which is the lower half of the cosmic shell what is in between these two halves and which we know by the authority of the scriptures was in the past is present in the current moment and will be doing its function in the future as well which is that which is described as all this in which whole universe is unified yagyavalkya replied it is space o gargi akashe tadotam cha protam cha it is the space which is above the heaven and below the earth it is the space which is in between this heaven and earth it is the space which was in the past which is in the present and will be in the future it is the space which is the only truth of origin continuance and dissolution this response from yagyavalkya pleased gargi she with folded hands greeted the scholar and said i bow to you o great yagyavalkya you have answered my first question now here's my next question pleased yagyavalkya said ask o gargi i'm waiting for your next question o yagyavalkya by what is unmanifested space pervaded yagyavalkya immediately replied O Gargi the knowers of Brahman say that it is what you have asked Gargi smiled and asked then tell me what is that immutable which the knowers of Brahman speak of Yagyavalkya referred his answers to the knowers of Brahman so that whatever he responds will not be contested or challenged by anyone He continues It is the chainless and the immutable Brahman 
it is neither complete nor it is incomplete it is neither short nor long it is not of red color or any other color it is neither shadow nor darkness then is it air no it is not air then it may be the space but it is not space either it is neither sticky nor attached or unattached neither it is sever nor it is odor it is without eyes as he sees without eyes nor he has ears as he hears without ears it is not vocal and does not have a mind it is non luminous and has no lustre like fire nor without the prana the vital force of the body it doesn't have a mouth or opening it is not a measure it is not porous it is without interior or exterior it does not eat anything or is eaten by anybody it is devoid of all attributes qualities or parameters for it is the one only without a second so what is that which cannot be described which has no attributes yagavalka continued o gargi due to the mighty rule of this changeless brahman the sun and the moon follows his routine and hold their positions due to the mighty rule of this immutable brahman the heaven and the earth maintain their positions due to the mighty rule the moments the muhurtas the days the nights the fortnights months the seasons and the years held their respectable places under this rule some rivers such as ganga and yamuna flow eastward from the snow cladded mountains of himalayas while the others such as indus flows westward in its own course notwithstanding their power to do otherwise they remain in their own course o gargi under the mighty rule of this immutable the learned men praise those who give gifts in personal sacrifices or in charity during sacrifices or yagya the gods also praise those who provide them sacrifices and the ancestors praise them when they offer them water or tarpan o gargi there is another reason for the existence of the immutable because until one knows it one is bound to suffer transmigration and that must exist in the knowledge of which puts the stop to for this is logical who in this world without knowing this immutable will offer oblations in the fire during sacrifices perform sacrificial rituals and undergo austerities even for many thousand years and perform all these acts yet is perishable who departs from this world without knowing the immutable brahman is miserable and the one who departs from this world after knowing this immutable brahman is a brahmin or the knower of brahman o gargi this immutable brahman cannot be seen by anyone as it is the vision itself it is never heard but it is the hearer it is never thought by anyone as it is the thinker it is never known by anyone as it is the knower there is no other vision no other hearer no other thinker no other knower as this is the immutable brahman 
which is the unmanifest space itself the brahman is immediate and direct which is the self within all and is beyond the relative attributes of hunger and by which the unmanifested space is pervaded it is the extreme limit the ultimate goal the supreme brahman which is truth of truth which begins with earth and ends in space or ether kargi smiled after listening to the response of yagya valkya with folded hands she turned towards the learned men and scholars participating in the symposium and said oh revered brahmins and scholars you should never hope of defeating great scholar yagyavalkya in the debate about brahman none of you shall be able to beat him in describing the brahman after this she sat down at her place that was part 3 of the story of yagyavalka and his participation in king janaka's symposium yagyavalka and gargi were ancient vedic india's prominent scholars and i will have a special episode on just on yagyavalka and gargi vachaknavi in the future initially i thought to complete yagyavalka in king janaka's symposium in three parts but it seems i need to record more episodes as i need to keep in mind the length of each episodes so i will come back with another part part 4 in which yagyavalka debates vidagha and king janaka himself we learned in this episode on brahman from yagyavalka and also got a glimpse of scholastic minds of yagyavalka and gargi vachaknavi please like follow subscribe and download my podcast stories from upanishad from all major podcast catchers until then This podcast was created on Hubhopper Studio. If you wish to start your own podcast for free, visit www.hubhopperstudio.com.